Welcome to Fangirling Episode 2. We are here today to discuss the second episode of Fangirls and are joined by some very, very special guests. We have Brittany Monet, who plays Rish. Hi. Hi. Allison Brandt, that plays Danielle. And Velvet Divine, who plays Christy. Hey, everyone. So glad to have you guys here. We're going to take it pretty easy in terms of an interview style. We'll just round table this a bit. I understand that all of you are very prolific in terms of your own voice acting and podcast contributions. So if you wanted to start talking about that, that might be something that we could bring up. Uh, Brittany, would you like to talk about your own experiences with that? Yeah. So I actually host a couple of other podcasts. I host DC TV Classics, the Black Lightning Podcast, and Do You Even Comic Book? Which the answer to is yes, you do. It is for anyone who likes anything comic book related, whether it's just film, TV, or the actual comic book. So that's fun. And I also do some voiceover work for my friend Andrew's uh, YouTube short films that he does. Awesome. That's pretty great. How about you, Allison? So I am part of Calling Darkness. There's six of us that created it, and our sixth episode just came out today as well. Um, So that's a horror, horror comedy audio drama that has been doing very well. Um, so I mostly just do voiceover work. Um, I'm in that. I'm also part of the Insomnia Project, which is a lot of fun. Um, this one, of course, Among the Stars and Bones and Copper Hearts. So a lot of ones that are just starting. So it's very exciting that the things that I've been in and been doing are finally coming out where you can hear them. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it takes a while for the production of them, doesn't it? Yeah. And how about you, Velvet? Currently, I'm part of two actual play podcasts, Stories of a Broken Sun and Flight Risk. Stories of a Broken Sun is an original dystopian setting uh, that our GM came up with, and that's been going on for almost two years now. Oh, amazing. Then Flight Risk, uh, we started last September, and but we started posting like April, and that's a Star Wars kind of crime dramedy where we oh. have two simultaneous arcs going on. One is decidedly uh, sillier than the other. <laughs> So you get to kind of play off in different modes then. Definitely. I One was like a very serious like gang crime setting. And the other one, we had a, a made up religion and a talent show. So <laughs> Nice. So let's talk about how you came to be part of this project and your own personal interests when it comes to, say, Star Wars or fandom, anything that you'd like. And of course, we'll start with you, Brittany. Did you have any prior experience with Star Wars fandom and... Star Wars fandom, yes. Not too heavily because after being in a couple of other fandoms, it kind of, you know, put a bad taste in my mouth because some fandoms are very toxic. So I'm not as in like immersed in fandom as I used to be. Star Wars has been a love since I was very young because my dad introduced me to it. How I got involved with fangirls was because uh, Suara, who is, he used to be the host of uh, Belta Bantways. Mm-hmm. He now hosts uh, the Flash podcast. I was like, uh, my friend is looking for voice actors. I know you do it for your friend stuff. So like, maybe you can audition for this. I was like, okay. And then for a minute, I was like, eh, maybe I'm not going to audition. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're really glad you did. And then, yeah, I'm really glad I did too. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. And I was really honestly shocked that I got the role, but I'm excited to be a part of this. It's been fun. Well, after hearing your episode, I am not shocked at all. <laughs> You're amazing. So thank you. thank you for coming on. How about you, Allison? So um, Christina, who does our um, sound editing, she and I have been friends for a ridiculously long time. And she 
brought me up as someone that could have a younger sounding voice, which is something that I can do. <laughs> so um, I auditioned for the part of Danny and was able to get it, which I'm very happy for. So um, fandom in general, I've been a part of a lot of different fandoms and agree some of them can be real toxic real fast. For Star Wars, I I honestly wasn't super into Star Wars when I was younger. Um, it's been as I've gotten older and then with the the new trilogy is is pretty much my jam. The original and the prequels didn't work as much for me as the newer ones do. So when people want all of the older characters to come back in the new ones, I'm like, nope, no, we're good. Let's, let's. <laughs> yeah, I think we all have Mark Hamill muted on Twitter now. Thank you. Fortunately. <laughs> yeah. They had their time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're glad to see the older stars, but we definitely, I think, all support the newer cast and the story that's being told. They're all amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Velvet, how about you in terms of your love of Star Wars, if you have... <laughs> I do love Star Wars. My involvement has been pretty fringe. So I got into Star Wars more so through the games than the movies. And for me, like I was never really involved with fandoms in general because of the toxicity, of course, but also just uh, people. <laughs> yeah, <that> was- <laughs> and so I was more lurking than anything. And like if I found like a cool theory or art, then I would like pull that in, like, you know, share that amongst my friends. But I wasn't really involved with uh, the fandom in general. Uh, But Star Wars specifically for me is because it was really the most accessible venue to science fiction Mm -hmm. that I came across when I was young. So I really just came in through that. And it was a lot of the more kind of like, again, fringe elements. So it was like the games, the shows, you know, Clone Wars, of course. Definitely Clone Wars. Yeah. (laughs) Can I ask what kind of character you play in your Star Wars RPG? Oh, gosh. Uh, (laughs) I play just a a hot mess, like a natural disaster. (laughs) Uh, Anarchy Fortuna is the resident mad scientist Twilik. Oh, nice. O- also came up with uh, the totally legitimate religion, uh, the Church of Wowzer. <laughs> really similar to, but legally distinct enough from Nintendo's Bowser. Oh my gosh, awesome. Do you worship something that looks like Bowser? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Awesome. Well, that is great because you guys can... It all sound like you can bring your experiences with fandom and with experiencing, of course, the positive and negative aspects of it into the show itself. So in terms of your characters, I love the way that you are interplaying within the episodes. You have such a great way of kind of forming these relationships that are long-term and have been established and being able to bring that into the show, even though I'm sure you guys haven't met before. (laughs) So... Let's talk about your characters and what your favorite part of playing them is. Brittany, for you, Rish is a fanfic writer and, you know, kind of the humorous one of the group. What do you like about playing her? What do you, what's your favorite part? Um, I think I always tried to be a fanfic writer because I was doing it back in MySpace days and you would like do it in your blog post. Yep. So that shows my age. <laughs> but in I started in the fallout, like hardcore fallout boy fueled by ramen famine. If you are anyone's into music, so I would write like fallout boy fan fiction and Cobra Starship and um, nice. a little bit of all time low, like and stuff <laughs> like that. Um, so yeah, I guess real people fic. That's where I started, and I love that Rish can actually do like Star Wars fan fiction because I wish I could do that. Like I know I couldn't write as well to do Star Wars, but that's what I love about her that she's just she goes for it and she has all these great ideas and she takes anything as inspiration for her stories. 
like I love when she some things some things that happen later on in the show since I've read all the scripts that she was like oh ooh, this is good inspiration and like I just love that about her yeah knowing a lot of fanfic writers in real life I can tell you that is definitely the experience they're constantly looking for new inspiration and yes it's great <laughs> Allison, you play Daniela, who's a cosplayer and a mother. And how do you approach that, you know, from your own experiences? What do you like about it, playing her? So I wish I was better at cosplay. (laughs) Don't we all? Um, I've done a little bit. So nothing as prolific as Daniela would be with her cosplays. But whenever I have, it's super fun. So I've taken those memories in and then... I'm not a mom, but I have cats. So <laughs> I think that counts. <laughs> yes, it does. So a lot of times when I'm trying to think of, you know, any motherly feelings, that's kind of the route I go where I'm like, well, I, I'm, I'm not going to have children, but we can go this route. <laughs> um, and in general, I just, I like how in, she's pretty positive for the most part. Um, some stuff happens later where she isn't, but she tries to stay positive and, you know, she's enthusiastic about everything. So that's mostly what I enjoy about her. Yeah, she has a very decided emotional arc within the story. And though we won't give away any spoilers, it's pretty awesome to play that kind of role and have that kind of range. So, For sure. And Velvet, you play Christy, who is the meta writer, but also the mom of the group. Also another mother, but, you know, taking care of her friends as much as possible. Uh, Talk about how you feel about the role and what you like about it. I love Christy. Christy's probably the most wholesome role I have. Um, (laughs) And it's it's interesting, the juxtaposition there, because all my other characters, which is why I'm surprised that I was brought up for the mom friend, are just like, they walk that limbo between like chaotic neutral and neutral evil. Yeah. Like, I don't know how anyone looked at Maeve or Anarchy and was like, mom friend. (laughs) So something Um, new for you. That's great. Definitely new performance wise, but uh, it's easy to get into her headspace, like just in general, because I do a lot of care work. Like I work at a daycare with special needs adults. So it's very easy to slip into that mindset of like trying to herd cats. Yeah. Making sure everybody gets fed and is sane basically <laughs> throughout the entire road trip experience and also acting as a guide for Allie. So we had Ty on last time and it was nice to hear her enthusiasm for the show. But in hearing you guys together, it's it works really, really well. So I have to say I'm I'm fangirling over here by talking <laughs> to you guys. Hey. <laughs> So in terms of what you feel the most passionate about, what's something that you would want to do to take a road trip for, or perhaps, you know, something that just gets your blood going just as much as the Star Wars fandom does for these girls. Uh, what? So I know, Brittany, you have, of course, a podcast about DC Comics. Yes. Is that what you would consider your... Uh, it's- I, I'm about to tell myself, but um, I'm more of a Marvel person. Oh, yeah. Nice. And how I got DC TV classics was because I was very opinionated about um, Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's all. I'm not going to go into deep detail, but uh, <laughs> Keith Chow, who was actually the main host for DC TV classics, was like, I like your ideas. Do you like DC enough to do a DC podcast with me? I was like, okay. And that's how I kind of like fell into dc comic podcasting um but fallout boy for me is like my huge number one love i've always wanted to see them in their hometown in chicago so i would love to do a road trip to see fallout boy in chicago that would be pretty amazing yes awesome how about you allison um so i have gone to um, anime conventions 
So those in general, I have a lot of fun with. Um, there's certain voice actors that I would probably take a road trip to go see. So there's one in Chicago in May that I go to every year. And so that in itself is kind of a yearly road trip that myself and a couple of friends take. I, I would definitely go to um, San Diego Comic-Con. Like that would be something I could see putting a road trip in for just for all of the spectacle of it and all of the things that go along with that. Yeah, it's a pretty extraordinary experience because of how much it's grown. Which voice actor would you prefer to go see? <laughs> There's a lot of them. Um, I've seen J. Michael Tatum in Chicago a few times. He is extremely entertaining to go to his panels. So probably him. For some reason, off the top of my head, their names are escaping. <laughs> as- Favorite roles of theirs? or If you've seen Black Butler, then yes. yes. Um, him is Sebastian. Nice. Awesome. Perfect. How about you, Velvet? I think for me, it would have to be conventions as well. I think most other things are pretty accessible online, but definitely, I just went to my first convention last year, uh, so I would definitely like to be able to go to more and also, you know, meet these voice actors in person. I've been lucky enough that I've gotten to take, like, some classes or spoken to a few people like uh, Leza Jane Schneider and Steve Bloom or Rachel Messer, but I would definitely just like to meet more of my heroes. Yeah, it's really fun to do that, especially since voice actors are so accessible in my experience, having met a few of my own, like... They're amazing people in general, but kind of less intimidating than your regular actors, right? Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about your favorite parts of recording this particular episode, but also the show in general. A favorite line or interaction that you were able to perform? We can start with you, Brittany. (laughs) My favorite um, is actually the next episode. It's in um, episode three, and it's between me and... um, Are we allowed to talk about spoilers? (laughs) I guess so. I mean, very, very, very limited, but we'll ha- they can cut it if they need to. I'll just say it's an interaction between me and Lexi in um, episode three that uh, makes me, like, I laughed so hard. I was trying to not laugh recording it because just me thinking about how it's going to play out was just really funny in my head. So that was my favorite interaction um, that I've probably will have on the show. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, we just had the reveal that Lex is, of course... A man, played by Kyle. <laughs> okay, that's why that's why I wasn't sure if I could like talk talk about that. That was the cliffhanger ending, so you can absolutely talk about it. So yes, me and him have a very funny scene, and I just really like where their kind of friendship goes throughout the show. It's really funny, um, and I love how much she supports certain things that he wants and she's just like do it like just do this do that and he's like oh I don't know if I should trust you you're kind of crazy (laughs) (laughs) kind of the angel or the devil on the shoulder right there yes yeah Allison how about you um so Danny's interactions with her son Bobby those are really fun and then there are some things happening in the next episode I think a lot of my favorite interactions aren't necessarily the ones that Danny has with other people but just that as an observer, I get to watch. So all of the stuff, pretty much everything that Allie gets to do in the next episode, I just Mm -hmm. love all of that. Um, So I think a lot of my favorites are, are maybe not necessarily my parts, but I get to watch the rest of them, which is just as, just as fun. Yeah. You get to not only participate, but also get to enjoy it as a fan yourself. That's pretty fun. And Velvet, how about you? I have to agree with Allison there. Uh, Christy has some funny lines, but, uh, my favorite parts are definitely just watching everybody else be a hot mess and then <laughs> with the aftermath. Yeah, you get to hold it all together and uh, comment on it, Riley, I'm sure. 
So yeah, next episode will be quite fun. And of course, you guys are working on the recording for that in addition to the next episodes. Yes. You already know the entire story, of course. Um, Would you say you have a favorite character, even if it might be not your own? How about you, Brittany? Yeah, I do. My favorite character is actually Christy. So Nice. I love Velvet and I love listening to how she does everything. And it's just, it's, you're so amazing. I'm sorry. I'm like fangirling here, but yeah, you've been so far, you're my favorite, but I do. I love the way Allison says uh, Bobby Boo. Like that is it's so cute. <laughs> that is extremely cute. And of course, Bobby is played by Will, who is <laughs> Kyle Marie's child. So <laughs> Yeah. So, Allison, how about you in terms of favorite character, favorite interaction? I really like Lex. So I guessed the reveal. So I'm I'm weird and I don't read ahead. So I read the scripts as I do them because mm-hmm. um, I like to be surprised. So like a lot of times my first takes will be my in the moment reaction. And sometimes that take is good. And sometimes that take is garbage. So, <laughs> you know, there have been enough of them that I've liked where I enjoy doing it that way. So the next episode, we're going to meet Ben. And I love, hate Ben a lot. <laughs> yes. Um, when everyone gets to meet Ben, I'm really excited to see what people think of him. If they, if they like him, if they don't, his voice is gorgeous. So all of that. But Lex, I think, is my favorite since I got to guess the reveal. And then when I was right, I kind of did like a little, yes. <laughs> But Kyle as Lex is amazing. So that's awesome. I'm sure he'll be very happy to hear that as he's he's editing this. Velvet, how about you? Oh gosh, I actually love both Danny and Rish. I love Danny as far as her trying to juggle all these different demands because I'm a pretty Faustian bargain sort of person. So I would have chosen (laughs) one. Like I would have bailed and either gone full cosplayer or been like, no, I got to focus at home. So I respect that she tries to juggle both. And I love Rish because Rish is just along for the ride like everyone else is like <laughs> losing their bananas and she's just writing it all down <laughs> yeah like she kind of favorite- oh go ahead sorry oh no no not all please feel- please continue i'll just say uh some, some of my favorite tidbits are where there's like you know like legit drama going on and then the text to speak option just pops up in the background <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah writing on the fly from your own personal experiences <laughs> Sometimes you find that inspiration wherever you can. True. (laughs) So I think it's really great that you guys have kind of brought a lot of your own experiences into this in terms of being voice actors in a sense. You know, even if you're hosting a podcast or being on a podcast, you also have to do that kind of work where you understand like how you both how you sound, but also, you know, how you present yourself. Did you guys want to talk about your experiences sort of seeking out either you know, study on how voice acting works or, you know, your own, you know, your own experience and growth over time in that field. How about you, Brittany? I actually trained, I was majoring in acting in uh, college. So for me, acting is actually my overall where I want to be. I have submitted for roles and stuff. So for me, where I've gotten from where I used to be, to now is a lot better. I used to be very, uh, even though I was into acting, I was very closed off in my acting, which is not good when you're, you know, trying to be an actor, unless you're playing a character who's closed off. So just really allowing myself to actually be vulnerable and do it well is something that I think I've really come far with. So 
I'm very proud of where I'm at. And just, I think doing this has also opened up a lot more vulnerabilities for me too. Yeah. You can really tell you're, you know, from just hearing you that you definitely have acting experience because it really comes through in your work, you know? Thank you. Yeah. How about you, Allison? Um, I'm fairly new to voice acting, actually. Um, I only really started, maybe it's almost a year ago now. If any of you have listened to The Death of Dr. John Parker, it's an audio drama by Dan Zapula, who's also on the No Sleep podcast. Um, so he was looking for extra roles for his first season, just for little tidbit parts. And so that was me recording in my closet on my phone and um, <laughs> just for, you know, a few lines for one of the episodes, but it grew into, I really like this. Maybe I can actually do this. So I got a legitimate microphone, you know, cause phones are great, except not the best. <laughs> um, and started putting in auditions for things and then got some callbacks, got some actual parts and things. I'm like, Oh, so I don't suck. Okay. Let's keep doing this. So in general, I think that I maybe was better than I expected in the beginning. And so I'm just looking to keep improving and keep getting more parts and different different types of parts. Um, I don't always want to play the enthusiastic person. <laughs> I, I also like playing like really creepy evil characters. So that's something that I'm working towards as well. Yes. Those are the most fun to play in my experience. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> That's great. It's nice to know that you've, you know, you've, you're pretty recent to this, but it sounds like you are developing very quickly and it's great to have you on here because you can tell that you have a lot of experience too in terms of expressing not only the enthusiasm that Daniela has, but just in general, like positivity. So I try. <laughs> <laughs> Velvet, how about your experiences with uh, not just voice acting, but also I'm sure in playing role-playing games, you are acting. Did you bring that to your experience as well? It's funny because they were both really concurrent. I mean, but what I got on Stories of a Broken Sun very like randomly because uh, our GM, Matt, uh, he posted a lot of, you know, videos of playing with friends and other groups. Uh, and he opened it up to the public. He was like, hey, if you ever wanted to get into a role-playing game, I'm going to start a campaign, you know, reach out and I'll pick a few people. And I was lucky enough to get on. And that was really my first experience, uh, both doing voice acting and really playing a consistent game. Because prior to that, my only experience with these role-playing games was like a very short-lived D&D campaign uh, IRL that fell apart because nobody could sync their schedules. <laughs> Been there. That's like the yeah. the worst enemy of all D&D is scheduling. So it's funny that they were just both uh, very concurrent and I kind of had to learn on the fly. Like if you listen back to uh, like the the first few episodes, they're very rough because like none of us knew what to do, but uh, it's been fun. And then, you know, in addition to uh, voice acting, I just did regular acting throughout all of high school and college. Uh, and I always got a cast as the villain. So it is very interesting now <laughs> trying to expand my repertoire and fit into this role where like all my other background is like, you know, the bad dude. It's kind of the opposite, isn't it? Very much. <laughs> the, the warm, sweet mom character. Yeah. But it goes to show you've got range. It's great. Like your performance is one of my favorites on the show. Thank you. Uh, well, let's talk a little bit more about Star Wars since this is a Star Wars audio drama. Mm -hmm. And I know we've kind of discussed your guys' experience with fandom and kind of how you're not maybe embedded within it. But uh, do you have excitement for the closure of the sequel trilogy and the Skywalker saga? that's coming up soon. I know we just had recently had the title reveal and the teaser trailer, and I want to hear your guys' thoughts about it too. How about you, Brittany? Oh, I am very excited and it's very bittersweet because yes, I'm 
ready for this new chapter. But it's sad because like I really do like Ray and and Kylo and Poe and Finn and Rose and you know we were only gonna get them for like three movies. So I'm just kind of sad that's it for them um, in terms of you know being in the the film world of Star Wars. So it's kind of sad. But um, I'm really excited for what Brian Johnson is going to do with his trilogy. And I'm excited for Mandalorian. So there's so much Star Wars content that's coming out that I'm still very excited for. Yeah, I think we'll be pretty well fed. Although I do agree with you that it'll be hard to see the characters that we've kind of followed for the last three or four years. Yeah. Hopefully they'll have more supplemental content around them. Knowing Star Wars, of course, there will be, but more accessible stuff, not just, you know, books and uh, comics and stuff. Yeah, I kind of hope they do a Knights of Ren, like, prequel movie, just right in between. That would be amazing. Right before we kind of meet Kylo in The Force Awakens, you know, just a little Knights of Ren movie, that would be cool. Yeah, I think JJ's talked about that being the project that he'd like to do the most would be a Knights of Ren movie, so I agree with you on that. It'd be fun to watch. Yes. Allison, how do you feel about it? Um, very similar. I I very much like this trilogy's characters. I'm a big Raylo fan, so it's <laughs> gonna be hard for them to go. Whatever happens to them at the end of this, I want it to be happy. I know it might not be, and I'm gonna miss Rose a lot too. I really liked her in the last movie, and we only we only get her for the two movies at this point, so. I kind of, I kind of want her to end up with uh, Finn a little bit. Yeah, same, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think we, me and Marie Claire, were watching the panel, uh, and we got to see the picture of Ray and Rose talking to each other um, as a kind of behind the scenes still. Whether or not it's in the movie, we just got so excited because of Rose being such a important character for us, and I hope she gets a, a pivotal role within the next movie. Yeah. She's so good. I love her. And Velvet, how do you feel about the new movies and the closure of them? Again, very similarly, uh, Rose is the best, hands down. Yes. Uh, I did not start off as a Raylo, but between, <laughs> as, as a result of the fangirls, I'm, I'm definitely coming around. So uh, Same. <laughs> oh, that's great. We're indoctrinating you. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. I'm becoming one just because of Rish is so passionate about it that I feel wrong not being passionate about it. So now I'm like, I get it. I get it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Your audience will be very happy to hear that. Speaking for having been in that fandom for a very long time. So <laughs> <laughs> so you said that you are also excited about The Mandalorian. and uh, Yes. Did you get to see the footage from that yet? No. <laughs> Some of There's, it kind of leaked on YouTube if you oh, go looking. Okay. See, I'm one of those people who avoid watching anything that's not official because I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> I'm so lame. I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> no, completely understand. Yeah, I feel like if I was a person to look, they're like, oh, this person looked, we're getting her. Just her. <laughs> Just her, yeah. Like, that would be my luck. So, you know, yeah. I'm not risking it. <laughs> but I'm, and I love, Christy, when you say, oh, ooh, Oprah Martell, the Viper, the, the first episode. <laughs> See, that is accurate. I do love Mason yeah. Lebron Martell. Yes, I love that line. Like, I've, every time. I've listened to the first episode, like, three times. And every time I hear that, I just I start laughing. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, Pedro Pascal could romance a shoe, I think. <laughs> yes. He's a wonderful man. And I'm excited to see his him play the part. Me too. Yeah. In terms of your guys' interactions on social media and 
we won't get into maybe the toxic elements of it because we'll try to keep this positive, but what spaces do you currently occupy and what benefit do you get from them? I'll start, of course, Brittany. I think I have my toes like tipped in so many different fandoms. Um, you know, there's Star Wars, there's uh, obviously like the band scene stuff, um, Marvel, DC. So I'm kind of, for, you know, everyone who's good, it's, there's always great interactions when you get to talk about fan theories and just, you know, geek over everything that you love. That's always the best part. And friendships, there's so many people that I have made really good friends with within being in fandom. So that's why I really liked the story of fangirls, you know, just seeing friends who all love the same thing, getting to kind of just be themselves and not have to worry about the horrible elements of fandom. That's why I think fangirls is so fun is that it's just more of the positive stuff and then their personal lives, which, you know, yeah. it, it's fun. Yeah. It's like talking about the transformative aspect of meeting people online that you would never have met in real life without that shared love of something, right? Yeah. It's um, from also doing my podcast, I got to meet, I'm a huge, like, I don't know if you've heard of Team Star Kid, but mm-hmm. I love Team Star Kid, which they've done Potter parody musicals and they did like Holy Musical Batman and Darren Chris actually plays Harry Potter in all of them. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so Allison, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so um, Nick Lang, if you know, if you're very familiar with everyone with Star Kid, he's actually one of the hosts on DC TV Classics. And so like me and him saw Justice League together, like. Oh, that's amazing. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, uh, I'm (laughs) sitting here with like someone that I'm a huge fan and we're watching Justice League together. And then, um, I got to see the, just the recent musical they did twice and like very weird when they're like, oh yeah, you do the podcast with Nick. Like, you know, having (laughs) all the star kids like, oh, you're like, oh, oh, this is weird. So, I mean, so fandom brought me that, which is awesome and very cool. That's pretty amazing. It's like you can meet your heroes, but you can also find that they're just normal people like you and that you can form these friendships with them. So I think that's great. Oh, and Darren Chris is not as short as everyone likes to say. (laughs) Because I'm like, I'm like five, six. And everyone was saying like, Darren was like my height or shorter. No, he's actually taller than me. So, and he's super nice. Oh my God. It's, oh gosh. Okay. I'll stop. (laughs) No, no, don't stop. Because this is fangirling, you know, like (laughs) keep it on brand. Allison, how do you feel about uh, online fandom and your own personal experiences with, you know, meeting people that you might not have never met? Um, It's actually pretty fabulous. So I'm also fairly recent to Twitter. I started Twitter around the same time as I started voice acting because that's how I was finding things to audition for. Um, Mm -hmm. But on Facebook, there's a pretty substantial Facebook fan group for the No Sleep podcast. And that was where myself and the other five girls that created Calling Darkness met. So without those online spaces, I wouldn't have gotten to be part of that project or most of the other ones that I'm in, honestly. Um, Like for Calling Darkness, our narrator is Kate Siegel, and she came off of Haunting at Hill House. So we had that behind it, too. Oh, wow. Yeah. And she's amazing in it. But just... I'm still kind of blown away by the support that we've gotten for it. I've met a lot of people with similar interests um, through Twitter and Facebook, and it's just really fun meeting these people that you would have never met ever um, because geography. So (laughs) yes, that's really great. So in terms of your project and how is, if I might ask just from a personal standpoint, how is like the horror podcast community? Really, really sweet. Like you're, going to meet the nicest people. I mean, they write some of the most horrific things, 
You're the sweetest people you will ever meet. <laughs> it's getting out that, you know, that dark side or shadow out. And then it's very, I'm sure, very cathartic yeah. in ways. Awesome. Velvet, how's your experience been online and meeting new people? I think not quite as similar because I, I guess I'm, I get like second hand fandom because I mostly just lurk mm-hmm. more than engage. So I'll just see something cool and I'll just be like, ah, oh, cool thing. Or if anything, I'll reach out directly to the creator of the cool thing, not so much to everybody else gushing about the cool thing. So oh, for me, it's weird. I've not so much made connections through the fandom, but just, I guess, you know, the shared love of that fandom has strengthened a lot of existing relationships. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Do you have you, um, has anybody ever reached out to you as a creator and, you know, sharing their appreciation or wanting to meet you? Not yet. Hopefully soon. <laughs> Hopefully soon. <laughs> are your ads open on Twitter? <laughs> they are. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Run down our list of questions quite quickly. You guys have a lot of really great insights into, you know, your own experiences. So it's been really great to talk about that. Is there anything that you'd like to share in regards to not just working on this project, but, you know, what your hopes and are for your futures? Because you all sound like you're very interested in continuing on paths towards voice acting and acting in general. How about you, Brittany? I would really like to do some indie films. Um, and I mean, doing blockbuster movies would be awesome. Like that would be the ultimate dream, but I would be happy just doing consistent work with like indie films and guest role work. I just want to do enough acting where I don't have to have a day job, which Mm -hmm. I know a lot of actors do, but I would like to be in a point where I don't need the day job. That would be nice. But yeah, I mean, ultimate goal would be a Star Wars or Marvel movie, but Mm -hmm. who knows? (laughs) Do you have a favorite Marvel uh, character or something that you're like oh yeah if you pay attention to my twitter and knows that jessica drew spider woman is who i would love to be she is my favorite character so if i got to be her that would be awesome that is a great character to play absolutely and you allison um so i'm a little bit weird in that i have a day job that i really do like so for me the the voice acting and the acting in general that's my um way to decompress and have some fun. Um, if I can ever make money on it, that would be great. But the ultimate goal is just to help bring other projects to life. So I'm pretty much just always open for and looking for other roles to to do. If it's something I haven't done before, even better, because it'll be, you know, something more fun for me to try. And if it works out, great. My my day job is is nice and lucrative. So we're gonna we're gonna keep that right where <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's absolutely something that I think a lot of people have to balance, you know, their careers versus their hobbies or interests. Mm -hmm. So, and it sounds like you do a lot of support work too, which I think people miss out on in terms of being a part of creative work is, you know, you're supporting other creators, uh, just even just by holding their hand through anything that they're doing, right? Cheering them on in general. And how about you, Velvet? Uh, I share Brittany's ambition. I just like telling stories and playing characters. And if I could ever do that full time, that would be great. But for now, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm in Ali's boat, just juggling that day job and doing as much of my hobby as I can for now. Yeah. And you have a very time intensive hobby when it comes to role playing. So <laughs> do you find that it takes up a lot of your <laughs> your free time? It does, but uh, it's very necessary <laughs> just because my day jobs are so stressful. Mm hmm. Yeah, role-playing is very much therapy in my experience. All right, so I think we've kind of come to a place where we can probably conclude the podcast, unless you guys wanted to talk about anything else. Hopefully, well, what are your uh, 
All right. What do you consider yourself for a Star Wars fan? Casual, uh, hardcore, or? Oh, for me? Yeah. A little too hardcore, I think. It might consume my life. I'm pretty extra. Let's just say that. If you've seen my Twitter feed, you can probably understand that immediately in working on this podcast with Marie Claire and also just, um, you know, supporting other women podcasters in general within this fandom. So yeah, I'm super extra. How about you? Are you, would you consider yourself extra as a Star Wars fan? I'm very casual, but I love, (laughs) but I love seeing other people being like, hardcore about it and I think also for me I'm always very hesitant sometimes making like friends in fandom because like I've made friends in fandoms before and then you're like ooh, hey <laughs> uh yeah um I think for me I always have to navigate as like not just being a woman but also being a woman of color in fandom so sometimes there's always like that absolutely ish. yeah but um yeah, I love like seeing like you guys tweet about Raylo now. I'm just like, oh, Raylo. <laughs> <laughs> like I see, I see your tweets and I'm just like, eh. <laughs> I'm so glad that you are having a good experience with that instead of being completely alienated by you know us being a little bit over the top about it. But oh, it's fine. I've always been the person who doesn't always ship what everyone else ships, anyways. And uh, it took me a bit to really get on the Raylo board, even though, like, I obviously, like, love Adam Driver. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, I think playing Rish and then just really now, like, surrounding myself with more people who are Raylo fans and who aren't, like, toxic people at the same time makes a difference, I think, in how you view ships. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't particularly myself involved in like what I would consider shipping ever before I joined the fandom, but I found that the women in the that side of the fandom were looking at the texts with a lot more of a aggressive eye towards understanding not only like the narrative but the symbolism and you know the what the message of Star Wars really is. Yeah. So that's been positive. In terms of what you ship though, do you have a favorite ship? As in like anything or Star Wars? <laughs> yeah, anything. Oh, Gotta have uh, an OTP, right? I do. Um, I don't know if anyone watched the show Misfits, but Simon and Alicia, that yes. is my... Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> I love them so much, um, which is really crazy if like you're into Game of Thrones to see Simon, <laughs> like the actor from like Misfits to Game of Thrones. You're like, this is not the same person. Which actor is it? <laughs> It's the guy uh, that plays Bolton Ramsey. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like he's like awkward and shy and like a huge sweetheart. On no, please don't. Sorry, my cat is almost trying to on the keyboard. Uh, he is so nice and sweet and loving on Misfits, and then like Game of Thrones, you're just like, who is this person? I mean, obviously it's acting for a reason, but still, just so crazy to see the transformation, Nala. <laughs> I love her little purse. That's so cute. <laughs> she wants attention. She's mad that I'm just kind of like sitting here talking to you guys and not to her. <laughs> Allison's cat looks like she's very well taken care well, of. Well, <laughs> if I go through this, she's going to scream at me, and and you know, then you'll guys, then you all have to hear her screaming, and no one. <laughs> I love it. So, Allison, what was your what would be your OTP, and how do you feel like you are as a Star Wars fan in terms of you know on a scale of extra to not extra? Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty not extra with Star Wars, maybe just because I I'm more of the new trilogy. So I know I I piss off some hardcore fans that 
are really into the original trilogy, not the prequels, usually the original trilogy, where I'm like, nah, those aren't really my thing. I like the new ones. And the the look on their face is always one of my favorite things. (laughs) But my my OTPs are super sweet. Um, I like the really weird pairings. Um, There's a lot of them on Game of Thrones that get me weird looks. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry. Back shipping is perfectly normal to me, especially Game of Thrones. So like, you've got a friend here. Baelish with Sansa, mm-hmm. okay. And I, I really liked it. I don't know. Hero villain. Yes. I have issues. <laughs> have a background purring. Yeah, we have a fourth member of the podcast and uh, <laughs> expressing. Just really wanting attention. For babies. For <laughs> babies. For babies everywhere. Velvet, your OTP would be? Uh, really the only pairing that matters is Daenerys and the Iron Throne. Yes, yes. <laughs> She's going to get it. You've been enjoying the new season, I'm assuming? I have. I'm not ready for tomorrow night, hurt though. really bad, you guys. I know. I know. <laughs> um, and I just, I don't want to spoil anything, but the whole crypts are the safest place for the women and children. I'm just like, no, nope. not. Narrative-wise, you know that's not going to be okay. Yeah. I know. I'm just like, mm. Why? <laughs> they definitely keep lampshading that. And, uh, yeah, they keep saying it, and I'm just like, it's not going to be the safest place. It's going to be sad to watch some people die tomorrow. Oh, I know. Oh. And like the last week, we had so many, so many fandom pure sweet moments. And yes, yes. Oh god, it's not no. be good. Yeah, we I think I have nice things in Westeros. <laughs> no. That's why we can't have no, nice things. Between this and uh, Endgame is just this weekend is... <laughs> it's pain for sure. Yes. Uh, have you guys seen Endgame yet? I have. I have not. I'm going Tuesday. I have not seen it either because I'm behind on the movies. So I think I might just wait and watch everything in some correct yeah. order and yeah i was seeing that people were going to like 22 hour marathons <laughs> of the movies and i was like <laughs> i don't know if i could do that too much popcorn yeah but i am looking forward to seeing it as well some i think probably monday and i know that everybody is crying <laughs> literally yeah. yeah you guys should dm me your thoughts when you finally all see it Absolutely. I'll tweet about it probably and just see who else wants to join in the struggle session for that. So, <laughs> Welcome yeah. aboard the struggle bus. Awesome. Okay. Any more talk of fandom or your own experiences or? Okay. So. I think, yeah. No, it's great. I, this is a very soothing intro, like addition to our recording here. And Nala is just purring away there. Oh. A perfect name. Yes. yes, I love Lion King. I have like a huge uh, Simba stuffed animal that I've had since I was like three, and it's a puppet, and you like stick your hand in and like it. Oh, yeah, awesome! <laughs> I did for the uh, the CGI glory vest. Oh uh, yes, one. I am. They look so cute, though. Good. The babies. Look like oh. I know a lot of. I'm excited for that cast, but I'm excited because I think it's going to be really good. Yes, and Nala's Beyonce, like. I keep telling my cat that she's Beyonce and she doesn't get it, but it's okay. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> All cats have that energy. True. Well, to close here, I think we should probably uh, remind everybody where you can be found online as addition to your other projects. Um, so if you wanted to prop those, this would be the best time for that. How about you, Brittany? 
who you can find um, my Twitter at hi Brittany Monet. And then my other podcast is um, DC TV classics, which will be at DC TV classics on Twitter at uh, BL underscore podcast for the black lightning podcast. And then I don't know if there's a Twitter for do you even comic book, but I'm sure there is. And if you want to check out any other voiceover stuff I've done, if you go to uh, Vlasinda Productions on YouTube, you can find tons of stuff I've done where I've voiced a, a disembodied evil spirit <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Nice. Thank you. And Allison, your information? So I'm on Twitter. Um, it's at worst underscore hero underscore ever because any RPG I've played, I am the worst at it. So... Um, you can find me there where I'll just tweet about random things, podcast things, uh, voiceover things, cats, cute things, all of the above. Um, Calling Darkness does have a Twitter and it's a very fun Twitter. We, we have good fun with some of the in-story jokes. One of our episodes has an unfortunate event with a pizza boy. So there were some fun pizza tweets and, um, Anything else, um, Copperheart comes out on Audio Drama Sundays, so that will be dropping tomorrow. And a lot of the other ones I'm in come out, I think, mostly either bi-weekly or monthly. So Insomnia Podcast is monthly. The Glass Appeal is on hiatus for its second season to be coming out. I think Eli is writing that right now or editing it or something. Among the Stars and Bones is... I believe bi-weekly. Anything else, my my DMs are open, so you can shout at me or ask me stuff. I'm always open. A lot of things to try and remember. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. That's a lot of projects, too. You're very prolific. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you, Velvet. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at OG Brown Sugar. You can find both Flight Risk and Stories of a Broken Sun on iTunes. Uh, the Twitter for Broken Sun is Broken Sun is at Broken Sun RPG, and for Flight Risk, it's at Flight Risk Pod. There's apparently many flight risks, so just look for the <laughs> Star Wars one. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on and talking with me today about your experiences with fangirls and also fangirling. So I want to thank everyone here. And just let you know that from a fangirl's perspective, you guys are doing absolutely amazing. And I can't wait to hear more of your work. For having us. Thank, Thank you. you. We have a podcast called Meta Machina that's spelled M-E-T-A-M-A-S-H-I-N-A. We deliberately look at all sorts of fiction, mostly sci-fi and fantasy, but anything from Land Before Time to Blade Runner. And as three women, we examine it from our own lenses and try to unpack some of the issues with the concepts in regards to writing or we have a wide range of topics, but they all center around the female gaze. So check that out. We're on Twitter. We have our own website. And if you want to follow me on Twitter so that you can see me getting really angry about trivial information in the Star Wars fandom, <laughs> I'm at Ashes for Foxes on Twitter. So thanks again for listening. And if you are looking forward to fangirls just as much as we are, come back to hear the next episode. Or if you are part of our Patreon on what the force you can also get that episode a week early or thank you <laughs>